Welcome to the fourth annual party episode with special guests Andrew. No, oh, I don't do anything anymore, man. I we've got our how our good stuff. does that feel? <laughs> oh, it feels nice. Rob, I swear if I have to read another revision to the dying rules of Pathfinder 2E, <laughs> I'm going to quietly accept it and diligently leave feedback. Christian, you mean you can't see me in a flannel and boots and denim shorts chopping away at some oaks? Too often I see you in that, honestly. <laughs> Johan. Yeah, but just force your workmates to, to play. That's what I did today. It's like, hey guys, uh, I know you want to go home, but we're playing D&D. Uh, otherwise, you're all fired. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and your host, Caleb. Doesn't sound like a question there, Andrew. No, it's a it doesn't. And it doesn't. <laughs> Welcome to the 2018 Party Spectacular. Hello, everyone. So glad you could join us for this year's party episode. When we first did this episode, we were celebrating 5,000 downloads. Now we have over 380,000 all-time downloads. Insert canned cheer here. <laughs> the first one was, what, two years ago? Uh, three. This is our third annual. So we, we've grown at least 200%. Wait, wait, time, time does this crap for me. Wait, is it two years ago if this is the third annual? Yes, right? Yes. I don't know. Man. It is currently the 21st century. Is this the fourth yes. annual? Please! <laughs> I'm not a time lord. I, I hate this so much. How, like, you can subtract two numbers and it's 10, but the actual time was 11. I hate it so much. Almost as much as I hate freaking time zones and daylight savings time. Oh, it's so wonderful. It is tomorrow for me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the last time because the European Union is going to make it even worse and let every country decide by themselves which winter or summer they're going to pick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that won't create more oh, confusion. Good. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. I live my life week to week anyway. We, we start with the most banal conversation possible about the weather. <laughs> also about how many times do we do this episode? It's the fourth annual. All right. It's been three years. All right. Christian. All right. I've answered your question. What 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 great content does this lead to now? <laughs> what were you setting up for? I can't wait to hear it. No, I already said we, we grew at least 200% in this time. It's great. It feels great good. Joke. Quality joke. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> So every year we like to do this party episode. I like to do this party episode to make other people do it with me. We like to invite our past guests as illustration that it's pretty much only me that enjoys this episode. Congratulations, you three were the ones that said yes out of oh, I don't want to say how many invitations. Let's just say everyone go back, consider how many guests we had this year, and then now look who's on this episode. But Caleb's not upset about it. It's okay. <laughs> I just kind of just shove that all down. I pack that down until I can explode on my listeners for, I don't know, saying hi to me one day in a weird way. <laughs> Andrew, last yes, year we promised to have you on an episode. We lied. Uh, mm. The good news is we haven't done that particular episode, so we didn't replace you. We just haven't done it yet, but we're going to have you next year. I promise. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like the listeners to know at home that for this year, you do not have drunk Andrew appearing. You have hungover Andrew appearing on the show. Hooray for you guys. It balances out. What was your hangover beverage of choice? Um, Oh, it was a bunch of wine last night. This morning, we're going with coffee. Was it the Carla Rossi challenge? <laughs> I have no idea what that is, so yes. <laughs> is that where you get a jug of Carla Rossi and see if you can down it by the end of the night? Yeah, it's it's just this horrible <laughs> jug wine. It's super cheap. It's terrible. <laughs> Oh, eh, pretty close then. <laughs> it's like the wine version of Edward Forty Hands. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Ah, Caleb referenced alcohol. He did it successfully. Ah, congratulations. 
<laughs> I know what I'm talking about. So it's been a year since we last talked to you, Andrew. It's been a little bit less than a year for the rest of you because I love you more than Andrew, I guess. Do I know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Rob Payton. Great. Already, already we're off to the start where I'm done. Just yeah, don't, joke. Don't lead. Don't put that on us. Don't have us <laughs> defend that. <laughs> but uh, how, how has the year been treating you guys? Um, well, it's been absolutely awful. It's, uh, it's been rough for me. And I swear if I have to read another revision to the dying rules of Pathfinder 2E, <laughs> I'm going to quietly accept it and diligently leave feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That's two people have about a- Andrew, your year was good though, right? Uh, no, but it's fine. I'm here now. Party so guys. Good. Everyone's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, we were worried because we were scheduled in the morning. We can't drink and be merry. And we're like, what's going to become of this? Well, here we go. This is it. <laughs> well, Chris, did you hear that? All our guests have had a great year. How's yours been? It's been pretty good. Been pretty good. I got my job. Trying to buy a house. Oh, how long have you been trying to buy a house is the question. Uh, about half a year. It's tough. I'm probably going to build one. Not with, like, my bare hands and an axe. I'd love to do that, but it's not. <laughs> Believe me, Christian, I had no delusion that you were going to make You can't see me in a flannel and boots and denim shorts chopping away at some oaks. Too often I see you in that, honestly. Trailblazers <laughs> calendar material. <laughs> yeah, please set those pictures to private next time, Jesus. <laughs> Well, every year we play a game. We had a guest this year whose in-joke has become a bit of a hit with our audience. And by our audience, I mean me. I like it, and I've been doing it every episode, and if our listeners don't like it, they will learn to out of survival instinct. Because he's not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff in Control Robinson's catchphrase is is amazing, and the astute among you will notice it's a question. Tell me, have you ever heard of the improv game Questions Only? No. I've heard of it as a drinking game. Wait, if it's Questions Only, do I answer that with a question? Uh, I think I've played it in high school. Let's just uh, throw that shade at me there, uh, Rob. That's great. (laughs) Starting with me and Christian, we will carry out a conversation in only questions. If one of us doesn't say a question or takes too long to respond, we'll switch out with another one of our guests. The scene to make this anything near remotely close to fantasy is that you're in the most popular bar in a fantasy world. You can be an adventurer, a monster, be as creative as you want to be. All right, Christian, you ready to embarrass ourselves? Do do I have to establish a character? You establish it in the scene. Oh, oh, through questions? Yeah, that's that's the fun of it. Oh, (laughs) jeez. This is so much pressure. Okay. New choice. Robert, I swear, I will kick you. I will edit you out. I'll start it off. Uh, I immediately thought of not a question. Almost immediately <laughs> threw myself out of the thing. M- might be preferable. Need a drink, adventurer? Where'd you get that sword? Oh, this sword? Who do you praise? Lammy Mash 2. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what is your ancestry? Oh, uh, crap. Um, Here, let me jump in. Do you mean race? No, I'm sorry. I just had to <laughs> stab at second edition real quick. Do you mean heritage? why why would such a thing like you have to ask that question where do you hail from (laughs) this is harder than i thought (laughs) excuse me sir but is that monster mammy juice you're drinking have you had the chance to indulge (laughs) Uh, why would i have where did this tentacle come from wouldn't you like to know could it have been the juice why wouldn't it have been why must this keep happening to me? Why not? 
Oh, and Christian takes too long. That was like half a second. Okay. That's too long. I'm gonna get better. Are you though? I need to win the trophy. <laughs> Wait, did uh, did somebody say tentacles? Why are you into that kind of thing? Would it matter if I was or was not in this establishment? Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> somebody order a tentacle remover? Uh, who's asking? Don't you recognize a tentacle remover when you see one? Well, is that this year's model or last year's? Is it though? I don't know. I, I mean, uh, what is a what is a tentacle remover even really? Would you believe that it's just a sword? Just a sword? <laughs> the classic way to get by <laughs> questions only. Repeat the previous question. Just pitch the inflection up. Good to go. <laughs> you got it. You done it. Can you keep a secret? Have you ever heard me uh, blab other people's secrets? Do you go around blabbing people's secrets? Do other people tell me secrets? Are we just going to keep putting our voices up really high? Okay, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Johan, replace me. I mean, not in the podcast. Well, I know you could easily oh, with excellent talent, I, yeah, but I need you just for this game. I've been waiting for this opportunity. I thought this was an intervention, actually. I think what Caleb's but, okay. trying to say is new choice. <laughs> okay. So, what I'm trying to say is if I hear those words again from you, Rob, I'm not joking. You're out of the <laughs> So what are you two blathering on about? Oh, oh do you know uh, what year the uh, tentacle remover came out? Was it last year or this year? Why would I care about that at all? Don't Wait one have... second. Johan, you're supposed to play a character. I know you're, you're just being you right then at second, just to, so you know. Oh, no, that was me. Oh, yeah, okay. That was the, char- that was the character. That was... <laughs> all, right, all, right, <laughs> all right, fine. You want me to do the voice? All right, it was just, No, it was just so dreary. I just wasn't... <laughs> yeah. I'm playing a dreary guy finding a fever. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's the party episode. Cracks the whip. Get in your party hats. Get in your party mood. <laughs> Everybody's having fun or we're turning around. <laughs> I thought about buying one of those paper whistles, you know, the ones that shoot the thing out. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that again? Just I didn't hear it real quick. Uh, you know, I lost the clip. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those one and done kind of things. Oh, well, uh, don't you see all these tentacles on your body that need to be removed? Oh, is that not considered normal? Has tentacles on bodies ever been normal in this bar? Why would anyone want to remove them once they are there? Solid question. Don't you feel they uh, impede sitting down in small booths? Why would anyone require a booth at all? But if you wanted to uh, sit down, be it nice and cozy. Doesn't sound like a question there, Andrew. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Andrew. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> has anyone seen the town guard? I don't know. Has anyone heard the screams? Can't you see I've been robbed? Was there anything of value on your person? What do you think? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> you have you seen the guard? Did the thief steal your furniture or your clothes? I completely blo- wow, wow, I blanked out. <laughs> uh, who, who's the guard here? Why do you think I know? Uh, were you not talking about guards just a moment ago? Uh, which which guard specifically? Which one is uh, the deputy? You're not talking about uh, Franklin, are you? Uh, Franklin A or Franklin C? Wait, they're not related? Do you think somebody that has an A for their last name or a C for their last name are related? Well, I suppose they could be cousins or something, couldn't they? It was just honestly just a straight-up burn from Andrew to <laughs> Rob. <laughs> they didn't have anything to do with the game. That wasn't one of the questions. Well, which which one has uh, has all of the uh, lost and found items? Well, I imagine it's the guy with the cart that says lost and found, wouldn't it be? Do you, do you know where that cart is? Uh, no. <laughs> Trevor Phillips? Uh, no, Trevor Phillips, what? Have you been? Uh, who are you? Weren't you married? I, uh, what? <laughs> the best question, what? Ha, I've beaten you. 
defeat yeah. you in this game of wits. <laughs> Do you think I'm mistaken? Are you thinking of Floyd, my cousin? Who's Floyd? Uh, weren't you and, and him best friends in uh, primary school? Has that tentacle always been there? There's a tentacle on me? I can hear Daphne. <laughs> I can hear Daphne as well. <laughs> Is that Daphne? <laughs> can oh, I pet God. Daphne? <laughs> can I pet your dog? <laughs> Why would I trust any of you with my dog? <laughs> Is that a puppy? <laughs> <laughs> How oh could you hoard her to yourself? I think Daphne's yeah. as good a spot as I need to end our game. <laughs> I think that'll be about as funny as I can get. Oh, really? Oh, thank fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Johan loved that game. So we've created a world in which there was one bartender, a lot of people talking about tentacles, a man with a sword removing them, and then people confusing each other. I think I'd like to adventure in this world. <laughs> There you go. Let's play a game of questions to make your next random tavern bar scene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Call it Afternoon of the Tentacle. (laughs) Now, if we were to go to anyone and say, how about that tentacle remover? (laughs) They'd look at us like we do have a tentacle out of our head. Or if I ever said to literally anyone, I said, though, no one would laugh, even if they knew the joke, because I'm stealing it, because I'm a thief. Inside jokes are part of every game. So I figured we go around and we tell about an inside joke from each of our games. That wasn't a great sentence, structurally speaking, but I think I conveyed the thought I wanted to. Oh man, have I got one for you guys. (laughs) Oh boy, here we go. Alright, so I've been playing like 3.5 with my buddies for like forever out of high school. One of our friends, uh, I'm not going to use his name, he wasn't the smartest of fellas around. And uh, like any good person, um, if there were big words being thrown around, he would kind of glean their meaning through context. And so uh, another friend of mine noticed this and he's like, I've got an idea. I'm going to need your help. It's like, okay. So we picked a a word that he probably wouldn't know the meaning of and started using it in the most improper context ever. So we chose the word promiscuous and we used it in the context of it meaning stealthy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so at the D table for like two years would be like yeah so you're sneaking up on this guy being super promiscuous doesn't see you coming <laughs> and uh it just went on and on for that and like we get these really weird looks from people who weren't in on it and we were just kind of you know throw them a look like you know, don't say anything we'll clue you in later and so eventually we got like gosh probably like two dozen people in on the joke and finally like i get a call at like 2 a.m i'm working night shift at this factory and it's my buddy John, and he is just laughing hysterically. He's in tears. I knew exactly why. He's like, he did it, didn't he? Because I knew they were playing that evening. He's like, yeah, man. And like, you just hear everyone in the background just laughing incredibly. And he's just, just super pissed off. Just like, you guys are assholes. Like, <laughs> I've been saying it for weeks around other people getting the weirdest looks. <laughs> so much a fun inside joke from one of your D&D games as much as you gaslighting somebody who trusts you. <laughs> but every time like we describe stuff being stealthy every now and then one of us be like, yeah, I'm gonna be super promiscuous. <laughs> oh, no. uh, you're an awful person. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But uh, at least you made yourself laugh and for other strangers. <laughs> inside jokes from the campaign, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unlike Rob, maybe make it fit into, <clears throat> you know, D&D role playing in some way. Sort of maybe the theme of tonight. <laughs> hey, it was uh, it was related. Hey, Robert, in control has a question for you. <laughs> was it though? <laughs> I had spoke before on the podcast. I used to have a DM in college that I wasn't a big fan of. He was kind of really into like anime, 
like Toho and stuff, and that would like leak into campaigns. And there was just one particular instance where it was like the most ridiculous sentence possible. We were just like walking down the road and it was like, oh, you, you look over there and on top of a street lamp, there's a girl in a maid's outfit. And we we're all like, what? We don't care. That's stupid. She teleports in front of you and there's a dagger at your throat. So now anytime like anything mysterious appears or pops up, someone asks like, y- you hear a voice from behind you and you turn around and it's a girl in a maid's outfit. Let me ask you a question real quick. How could you possibly think that a campaign in the Toho universe would be bad? Excuse All right. Look, if we're going to start an anime argument right now, I thought this was the party <laughs> episode, not the get Christian vehemently raging episode. <laughs> oh, let's take a real quick poll right here. Hey, everyone who likes anime, say you like anime. I like anime. I like anime. I like it. Yeah, sure. Hey, Christian. Nothing personal, kid. <laughs> teleports behind you in a maid's outfit (laughs) but it it wasn't the toho universe it was a normal fantasy universe and there was a little girl pink hair with a teleporting around in a maid's outfit i would have loved it if every battle was just like full of objects you had to move around as things were flying at you (laughs) there was only ever five five foot squares of empty space at every round to get through these games are hard johan andrew you know, I, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know how many inside jokes we have, because uh, we kind of just, we bounced around so much, uh, trying to change worlds around. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, uh, we would constantly um, try to make characters whose uh, whose names didn't match like their ethnicity, background, or anything, so things like, uh, call somebody uh, the Egyptian, they're just Hispanic, nobody knows what an Egyptian is in that world. <laughs> Or no, the the Pharaoh. That's what we called him. Yeah. You just have his name something like this is Richard the Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The great, well-known Richard the First. <laughs> uh, yeah. In in terms of inside jokes, we I have a player who's forcing an inside joke upon me with. Oh uh, no. Yeah, well, there's it's it's funny to me because it's led to some real great situations. I think my my other PCs are plotting to kill him, but I've got a kobold rogue, and he started out as some kind of good alignment. Uh, you know, he tried to be a good guy, and we're like two sessions in, they're like, "No, dude, you're you're chaotic neutral. You're you're the epitome of of a of a kobold." So. He's playing it real well, and he at one point somebody wanted to test shield, and so somebody picked up a stick and threw it at the mage. Um, did really well on the roll, and it just pierced pierced it. So even no proficiency, just a stick went through mage armor and shield. <laughs> it was stupid. So the kobold, of course, his eyes wide, picks up the stick and is like, "This, <laughs> this is the stick of truth." <laughs> of course, he's been hauling that thing around for almost half a year now and um he has stabbed whites with it and killed it successfully because that thing only had one point of health left <laughs> he's rummaged around with it in a beholder corpse and yeah now stuck an okay, eye to the end so, of it now he turns people in the stone with it <laughs> yeah the thing is it was a beholder zombie so sadly it i had it disintegrate itself before that happened but this stick is now a little shorter it used to be 42 centimeters now it's 39.4 um <laughs> i can't tell how happy i am that you knew that information it's uh i, I my players all the time i can't even tell them how big a room is and you're like oh the stick by the way that you picked up is exactly 43 centimeters and it got a little shorter it, they asked they asked and 42 if it's of course the right number to use for anything but um <laughs> if it is the right, stick then, of truth right yeah exactly now of course there is a little nudge from this player like 
is anything magical going to happen? No, it's a fucking stick. <laughs> It'll be a stick. It was on the ground in a freaking city. But you, you knew sure. from the start, I never wanted you to pick it up. Why would I reward you? <laughs> exactly. Like, one day he's going to take this to a dwarven smith and probably get stabbed because of it. But the last thing that happened uh, was... Well, maybe it'll come up with other stories we tell in the episode, but a thing happened, and this kobold was hiding in a park, and then failed. There's a rogue, right, pretty high dex, pretty high stealth, proficient in it, expertise in it. Rolled two ones in a row on his stealth roll, as it happens. Uh, and this kobold, of course, then encountered the ra- Labrador Retriever, specifically, this is an important line, and played fetch with the Labrador <laughs> and almost lost his stick and almost had to kill the Labrador to get the stick back. <laughs> then he would have been the series villain, <laughs> killing a dog. Exactly. So this is the thing where this was the kobold on his own because he stayed behind the party and it was about an hour of the session, just him screwing around, trying to get back to the party and everyone's just going, oh, can we just... Hey guys, I have the we- stick of truth. <laughs> Scarlet, stop trying to make this a thing. It's not going to be a thing. Uh, yeah, stick, yeah. Though, it's huh? like, okay, huh? well, no. if he down. ever dies, he's it's going to be through the stick, through his heart, probably, by <laughs> some of his partners. <laughs> But yeah, it's this is the thing. It's not my. It's nobody's inside joke except for this PC. <laughs> but it's there. Every GM has a story of oh no, I accidentally somehow gave my players items that made them too powerful. I've never considered that we'd have to use that advice of how to get rid of it for a uh, stick. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is the most annoying thing in the entire campaign. But I love it, and I don't mind it. And I think the PCs hate it, but the players don't. I hope. <laughs> so there's your struggle. You hate it, so you want it gone, but your players hate it, so you need it to stay. I, I can I can yeah. identify with that struggle. It's and it, it's it can't ever be magical, but I hope that there's a situation where then a stick is needed at one point. <laughs> Shillelagh. But with the necrotic damage that this thing has had, what we all need to do here now is we all need to brainstorm. We have this little GM committee here. How in the world? Do we get this stick away from this guy? Shillelagh, permanency. Make it actually magical to brain him with it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me just get this right. Robert's solution is to punish my player with character death for picking up a stick. All right, any other suggestions? (laughs) Not picking up, getting it thrown at him, if I recall correctly. I mean, I why take it away? Is it a problem? Like, do we have to take it away? Why not? If it's Christian, fun, if it's fun, it's something that they enjoy. I must stop them. Why though? <laughs> Am I the voice I of dissent here? Why did Why did the scorpion stab the frog? It's in my nature. <laughs> set up a scenario in which they have to sacrifice something uh, priceless, and so obviously <laughs> the stick is the go-to choice. And the best thing is, the stick disappears. Doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, it has to fail, but worth- the kobold will be really confused by it because he's he's convinced this is a divine object. Oh man, I love the player for it. I really do. So like, <laughs> but the, the point, like, I'm I'm like I'm lawful good, right? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, are you carrying the stick? Check your character sheet again. <laughs> Whoa, chaotic evil! <laughs> Where'd that come from? I didn't, I didn't even see you write it down on my sheet. The stick might be the turning point. That might have been the point where he's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to do stupid shit with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it's going to be a bound god. It has to be a bound god, I'm sure. <laughs> the most mundane and powerless of gods. The god of sticks. <laughs> I want you all to imagine something. You found a priceless artifact. A magical key. 
This key, when you put it into any door, fits the lock. And when you open it up, it leads to a magical room, no matter which door you've put it in. And in this room are other artifacts, amazing things you can use. And then you use this wonderful tool that the GM has lovingly gave you to murder Hobo more effectively. <laughs> they were experimenting with all sorts of things you can do with this key and the items that come from it and all the special properties of it. And something they noticed was that, hey, whenever we leave the room and come back, Everything's the same way it was when we left it, when we first found it. What if, well, and they go over and they shuffle things around, they close the door and they're like, they open it up. Yeah, everything just resets. What if we put something in there that wasn't there before? John, give me your stick. It's, it's not a stick of truth. Give it to me. <laughs> Puts it in the room, closes the door, opens it up. The room resets. The stick is gone. What do you think the first question that comes to my players' minds is? What if we put a person in there? the party has plenty of reasons when they want to hide deaths that the gm would any reasonable gm's only solution is i have to have consequences you killed the town guard you you killed the emperor you have there has to be consequences well there's no consequences if there's no one around to notice that there's consequences what do you mean (laughs) we'd like to put the emperor into the room and close the door (laughs) i'm sorry what Everybody they killed, they put in the room, closed the door. There was no body. There was never any evidence. I couldn't arrest them. I couldn't do anything. They're like, huh, I, I thought I saw him go into your house. I guess he didn't. <laughs> I, I guess he didn't. There's, there's, there's nothing. There's, I don't even see anything. There's no hint of magic teleportation. There's nothing. He's just gone. I gave my murder hobos the best possible tool to ruin my life. So the solution to every problem, even if it wasn't the solution to the problem, is let me throw it in the room. <laughs> Yes, please, guards, disregard our gore-covered bodies. We have no idea what, what happened here. Wait, so what happened to the bodies? Why did you rule that they just disappear? Well, that was... What, <laughs> Where did they go, fault, Caleb? Caleb? You did this to yourself. Well, obviously, most of my own problems are my fault. <laughs> There's a very small astral plane room that is slowly filling up, and when it <laughs> fills to bursting, something really bad is going to happen and is going to make some Gith Yankee very, very With big. With each casting, it pressed a digitation to get rid of filth. <laughs> same place all socks go yeah 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 (laughs) that thing's gonna pop well the room this like impenetrable walls of force eventually just like there's this immense pressure you know that gathers up eventually somebody's gonna open a door to the secret room and find this compressed stick made of bodies okay i i have a solution for you Uh the room Mm -hmm. was made by an ancient lich who is gathering up all those bodies and raising oh, them. That is so much better. Everyone they murdered, everybody they murdered, will come back as revenants, as an army. So wait, wait, let, let, let's all guess what Caleb did. Was this in your infancy <laughs> of GMing? He took away the key. Technically? <laughs> you took it away in a cutscene. Technically? <laughs> <laughs> a magpie descended. If you want to be technical... <laughs> It was the final uh, uh, session of the of the campaign. They lost it in the in the final session, final cutscene. So there was no more using it anyway, Christian. So ha! What if a player locked himself in with the key? That that is the uh, the power of the key. As long as it's in the room and you close the door, uh, the room doesn't reset. You can open the door to any door you can imagine across the world. And That's they always used it to idea. go to like the same three places. <laughs> I mean. 
I gave I gave my players some really stupid items, but yeah, that, that's well. Here here's what I did. I knew I could never answer the question because uh, one of my players, who's always very connected to her characters to the point of tears at times, her character died, and of course, what did my players do with her body? <laughs> oh, Jim's on her stuff. Yup, yup. <laughs> So they, of course, looted her first and were saying words like, oh, great. So she's dead. So we get her XP, right? So that always went, that went over really, oh, really well. No, that gets and lost in the room, too. <laughs> threw her body into the room. And I knew from that point on, I can never answer the question, where did the bodies go? Where does everything go that gets put into the room? Where, where, yeah, still, you're still under your own self-imposed NDA about that? You can't tell us? You can't nah, tell the entire I will audience? not tell anyone ever. Uh, <laughs> they go to a farmhouse out in the country. Yeah, Invisible. They're still there. They're allowed to write letters. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, if you ever have a problem, your solution is just throw it in the room. Bad, bad marriage? Throw it into the room. <laughs> the marriage disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us wish we could. Not me. I love my wife dearly. But maybe you just throw the rings in, then the concept of marriage just disappears. Holy crap, Johan's too powerful. Did they ever like start manipulating their builds to be really good at grapple and reposition and just throw people through the door <laughs> and close the deep lock the key real quick? Throw anything. No, but I think there were some threats of throwing live party members in there when things got heated. <laughs> it was supposed to be a fun, cool item. <laughs> Then cast a sending spell and see, oh, it goes into another plane. Okay. Oh, it missed. Oh, well. These these items, these magical items look like everyday objects, and the room was an everyday inner room. Items come from the room, and when they're outside the room, they get their magical properties. The room started with like 50 items. My players never once thought in about 100 hours of playing to take one of the items out and see what it does. Just binders full of notes in the garbage. <laughs> that's that's what you wanted them to do. Exactly. But I tell you what I didn't want them to do that they did. It's like the equivalent of like buying a cat like a nice toy or something and all it wants to do is play in the box. Yeah. <laughs> how can we exploit this to the very, very edges of any concept in the game? That's always what happens. See, here's the thing. I gave my players an item and they are still shit scared of it. Is it a stick? I gave them... It is not. It is the anti-stick. It's basically a soul stone uh, that has 5,000 souls in it. The, only the wizard knows what happens to it when you use it. And he made an in up, because uh, I'm not going to say, because maybe they, they'll listen. So, Oh, I almost uh, guarantee that nobody will, but keep going. Uh, probably, but we, we can keep up the veneer of that. Yeah? Thank you. It does make so, me feel better. Yeah. The wizard, I gave him like a PDF of what this thing does. I gave them this maybe in the third session or something. It's one of the MacGuffins that runs the entire campaign. And he was so scared of it that he's like, okay, no, nobody's gonna, nobody can know what this does. Made up an entire story. Uh, yeah, it's got a demon inside and you gotta be careful because it might release the demon. It's like, oh, really? Cl goes the cleric as player NPC? Oh, well, we have to start a ritual. Oh, boy. Yeah, and he gets a, a priest of Kalimvor involved and it's a whole thing. And Tell me your other player, the wizard, just doubled down on the lie. Yeah, he did. He's Amazing. never given Perfect. it up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, the town priest, he can help. He's got this whole temple and shit. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. So the thing with the, with the stone that I can tell you because they know this. The thing is, you need two temples. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it sucks up all the souls from a... So if anyone dies near it, it just gets sucked into it to be used for its purpose, right? And so they were walking down an infirmary because there was a battle and people were dying in the infirmary. And so the priest actually sensed... The, a priest of Kelimvor, by the way, sensed 
one of the people in his uh, jurisdiction, let's say, gets sucked into that stone because I'm a bastard like that. He saw that happen. So yeah, he's got to get that out of there. So they started a whole ritual, summoned all kinds of bad things, and things came to grab the stone and everything. Ah. But to this day, they're still, they, they seal it away. The wizard is still plotting and scheming a way for him to use this thing. And it's probably going to be the culmination of the entire campaign. But yeah, they. But that's the thing. Make someone make something so powerful, they are afraid to use it, but kind of still want to. But <laughs> yeah, it's basically, it does something to spell levels and spell DCs and it raises and lowers. And it basically, yeah, is an amplifier of sorts. The wizard, it's pretty dangerous. I should hold on to this, you know, for the group. Yeah. <laughs> He tried. He tried so hard. I mean, you've already got the stick of destiny, so it's only fair. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's been fun. There was there was a bit of a small joke that arose from a pretty somber moment in my campaign. Two of the characters were cousins, and they came across like their grandma essentially, and she was a magic user who was being persecuted. And she had expressed to them after like a bunch of trials that you know I would rather die peacefully. I don't want to be persecuted anymore. I'm not gonna live very long anyway. So like basically was asking them to kill her like she said, i want to die peacefully you know put me down peacefully and you know i want to suffer a peaceful death and they're pretty young like they, they had role played their Christian, characters. You know, this is like supposed to be like a comedy show right i don't even want to put the story in the room and close the door yeah calm down i'm getting there All you right. know. i want the story to be absorbed into the orb <laughs> Uh, but they were pretty young. I think they were like 18 to like 20 and they, they role played their characters as pretty like naive. So they were like, they didn't know what to do. So they were like preparing like this was the day that they were going to kill her. And like one just went and bought a shovel and they were just walking over to like the tent she was at and they didn't know what to say to each other. And in the tent, someone else was talking to the grandma and ended up changing her mind. She she got a second chance. She didn't want to die anymore. Oh. So they, they get there, and he just has the shovel in his hand. And she's like, oh, I changed my mind. And he just slowly puts away the shovel. <laughs> they leave the tent, and the other one was like, why'd you buy a shovel? And he's like, I don't know. I thought... Were you going to hit her with it? No, I just, I think we were going to bury her in it. I didn't really think it all the way through. So they've been carrying that shovel around them. And now it's like the family kin shovel is the joke. Like anytime one of them pisses each other off, it's like, I'm getting the shovel. I'm going to beat you with the shovel. Or any, like another party member is like, oh, I have to go deal with my mom. Do, do you want the shovel? It, it helps in these scenarios. <laughs> Ouch. But they learned a valuable lesson that day. And what lesson is that, Yohan? <laughs> Hide the shovel. You know, don't bring it out. All at once. Wait until she's unguarded and then... <laughs> Don't give them a chance to change their mind. That was your player's mistake. Give the shovel to the rogue. <laughs> You'll know what to do with it. <laughs> Premeditation, guys. Premeditation. Come on. There is one stupid thing that I do want to still tell. Because it's sort of... It was my mistake to do. But I want, I want you guys... Your guys' opinion, right? On mm -hmm. whether or not you would have done the same. Okay. Here's the situation. Well, I hear I can I can help you and filter me out real quick. Does it involve cat folk in any way? If not, I'm out. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> so, it 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 involves that natural one, you know, the one that everyone dreams about happening. Yeah, and it happened to me. It happened to one of my players. Right, Underdark. I have described them a city with tall buildings, glass on the grounds, but everything stripped, so a completely desolate landscape. And they've been trudging around there a little bit. Uh, they killed a necromancer, one of them died. Da, 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 da. So, heavy session. Okay. This necromancer was a really bad necromancer and had made a teleportation circle to get out, but it wasn't complete. 
So, and he'd made some mistakes. The wizard, go, ah, teleportation, he's not quite the level yet to do this. But I'm like, eh, you found this ring of spell story. I didn't want him to go all the way up from the, upper, the Underdark, have another session going up. I'm like, no, let's not do that. Let's just, I give you a ring with a teleportation spell in it, a uh, teleportation circle. You can use the materials in the circle here. Granted, you can restore it and complete it. It's above your level. But, you know, he has a plus eight to Arcana. I'm like, roll. So this is, of course, where the natural one happens. And he starts m mixing and mashing and trying to complete the circle as best he can. And nobody else rolls <laughs> high enough to understand that this is just a horrible, horrible mess of a circle. Hey, John, why'd you write the word plane of hell? Uh, don't worry. It's, <laughs> it's part of the ritual. There's a lot of skulls involved in this. Aren't we just going up to the surface? Hey, it's part of it. Okay. Do we really need to light this many candles? Are you sure your portal's okay? I think we need a tentacle remover. <laughs> I'll get to that. Also, a little <laughs> earlier... Two sessions earlier, they had a run-in with an elder god, um, who portals, you know, regular stuff, uh, somebody got sucked in, and, well, an NPC got sucked in, and, you know, they got commanded by an elder god to find one of his minions that got away, la-di-da-di-da. Now, it just so happens that I had just finished the ancient lore of my world. I literally typed it before that session, and I'd been, oh, yeah, this is cool, and I'm not building the origin of magic in the, the planar dawn of the, of the world, and, and then my wizard rolls a one. <laughs> and like any GM, you didn't just say you failed. You let them think no. they did great. Oh, yeah. And this is the cool thing about the origin of my world. They gone, so they... the teleportation is successful they vanish and they are blinded by light as they are surrounded by green pastures strange looking trees they haven't seen before and girls in maid outfits <laughs> almost <laughs> the, so the grass around them is burned and this person comes at them in a strange blue outfit and wielding strange things and starts shouting at them in a language they don't understand. One of them gets hit by a, a sort of device and it shocks them and they fall and he falls to the ground. So they attack. That's when the wizard completes his comprehend languages. And right as they start attacking, the wizard hears, Please get on the ground now! Get down! Put down the weapon! Because they look around and there are strange tall buildings with many glass. They see strange carriages f almost floating on a sort of road. I landed them in New York City Central Park. And you know, it is my experience that the grass there is burnt. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I did because my origin and then they learned is my origin of my fantasy world is in the real world. Mm. So they were sent back umpteen so many years. And they spent about five sessions in New York City, contemporary New York City, getting arrested. Yeah, getting a front row seat to the end of the world, basically. Tell me there was a scene when they got back to their planet, they found, like, the Statue of Liberty poking out of the surf, and one of them fell to his <laughs> knees screaming, No! You damn dirty orcs! <laughs> This might still happen <laughs> because they had all their actions have had consequences they don't know about yet. One of their NPCs actually stayed behind, and one of them rerolled. Um, so he's had a it's a, a full elf life in the in the present day. And I oh I'm, I, I yeah they're gonna see some statues. They're gonna see some names. They're gonna see some things that are like oh wait a minute things are a little Marty McFly coming back to 1985 and things are a little different. But they haven't really realized it yet. What's this? The Statue of Liberty's wearing a maid's outfit? What have we done? We've messed up the timeline. 
She's been hiding in the sand for years. She's very promiscuous. (laughs) (laughs) Two of their characters, listen, two of their freaking weebs that they are, two of the characters got into anime Mm -hmm. while in New York, of course. Of course, Um, why wouldn't they? And this is where the... uh, the, the Stick of Truth encountered the Labrador Retriever because that's why it was an actual mm. Labrador Retriever in Central Park. And the kobold ended up on YouTube. You know, Christian, <laughs> a while ago you were running a Starfinder game. You invited me and I politely declined. Uh, I think next time I'm going to say yes. I'm going to spend the entire time shopping for manga to see if you ever invite me to a, a game again. <laughs> yeah, so my question was, that was my fated natural one. That was the perfect thing. I could not have imagined a better outcome. But then again, I had to do the MSRD. I had to do modern weapons. They're carrying guns now in the real world, in the real fantasy world. So yeah, I'm f- I'm screwed. I am completely fucked now. They have freaking Kevlar. So well, it's yeah. not like guns yeah, run out of ammo. Go. It's not like they can carry that much with them, right? Well, Kevlar's not much use against swords, though. And I don't know how great it'd be against, I don't know, a level 10 fireball. <laughs> so, yeah, but my, my, I, I, I had a whim. I had nothing planned. I did this thing. I, you know, I ruined half of my campaign. I had to rewrite my entire lore, but I had to grab that one. So I'm, I'm putting it to you guys. If that situation would have happened, like, yeah, what would have happened with you? Probably something along the same lines. I get super excited when people roll ones. I get super excited when I roll ones. I love seeing stuff just kind of spin off of that. I think he did the right thing. I think the answer is whatever is going to be the craziest thing, I'll throw away as many notes as I have. It's I'm ready for it. Now, Andrew doesn't really do notes. I don't. I would love to hear what he does with the one. I guess it would depend on the seriousness of the game. Like, if it was just a one-off or uh, people were getting ready to be like, we're done with this game, we're going to play something else, then with the one, I would have had them be like, yeah, you teleport, but you're like, you're halfway through a wall now or something like that. Or um, the teleport, because it's a one, uh, it teleports something else into the room. Like, uh, we did that with Second Blood and Thunder, where human-sized lemons come Mm -hmm. in. Um, Human-sized lemons? (laughs) Lemons? <laughs> uh, that's what we did whenever somebody rolled a one for spellcasting stuff. Is just weird things started showing up, and then the players have to deal with it. That's why wizards are better than fighters. Oh, I rolled a one, I miss. But when the wizard rolls a one, it was on a teleport spell, and now we're in an alternate reality. Yeah. Or you could go 4D chess on it, throw them a real curveball, present them with Shadowrun character sheets and source material. <laughs> just switch game systems entirely. I almost did that. I almost did that, because I did the modern D&D conversion thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're doing this now. There's mechs out there. <laughs> oh, mechs. Oh, look, something else has mechs. It's Starfinder still is an app. What? They have mechs now, don't they? I think they have like two. Please. They're not even good rules. It's not like, hey, he's a whole new... Su- I want a mech subsystem, Robert. There is one. You can download one. For Starfinder? No, for... for uh, no, for... for well, for keep up, Johan. I ain't talking about other crap. All right, sorry. <laughs> I homebrewed half of that shit anyway, so... I actually made the Starcraft Goliath. I did that because I hey, had to. Hey, nice. And then... Freaking warlock misty steps into the cockpit and kills the guy. And then now the person inside. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's a person inside. Okay, I misty step through the glass and just stab him in the face. He's trapped in, right? He can't do anything. Oh god. I like to spend three rounds invisible to watch, see how he operates the machine, so I can use it after I kill him. Oh, he failed miserably and almost killed the uh, the wizard with a rocket launcher. But yeah, Roger that tech calm. Yeah, beep beep. What's this button do? I need you yeah, all to voice is. characters and sound effects for my next campaign. <laughs> he fires a fireball. Crack, what does it sound like? I'll do it. Yeah. Pew, pew. <laughs> what good was that? 
Andrew Quick, human-sized lemons attack. What do they sound like? <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Kill <Yes>. me. <laughs> Are they human-sized? Do they have human limbs? Both. <laughs> you know, uh, Andrew, we sadly got to see this year Tales from the Lich shuttering its doors yes uh, luckily it's it's back catalog lives on what what role playing have you been doing since, since the show's gone down that's a uh, terrible way to say that since uh, the show stopped <laughs> since since it crashed and burned no uh <laughs> we haven't really been playing that much of anything uh we've been doing like we started working on the uh, call of cthulhu Horror on the Orient Express, but we've only played like two sessions in the past nine months. Just well, I'm surprised you've chosen a system and oh, not uh, yeah. just homebrewed everything and just saying, "Hey, we'll figure it out." Yeah, but it's our just our schedules just don't line up anymore. You know, being adults and stuff. And so enters the final portion of the podcast where we all just go, "Yeah, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have money, but I had time, and now that I'm older, you know." I have them. I have the money, but I still don't have the time. Well, I'll just get sad about oh, our age. So happy. <laughs> I mean, this episode comes out the day after my birthday. I'm 29 now. It's just oh, a. Oh dear. It's so old. I couldn't possibly end. imagine what it'd be like to be older than 29. Oh, that'd be such trash. I mean, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Sure. No comment on that. <laughs> Hey, but just force your workmates to, to play. That's what I did today. It was like, hey, guys, uh, I know you want to go home, but we're playing D&D. Otherwise, you're all fired. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you, you, you know the saying, you'll never leave work before your boss does. You got to pass that exactly. time somehow. Invite him to play. Yeah. He is someone that would abuse their position of power as the boss of other people. Surely will make a great GM. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, you find this, this stick of truth in a key to a magical room. Uh, just he, <laughs> yeah, what do I find? Like, no, he finds everything. I feel like your role playing's lacking, Kyle. I'm going to have to ask you to stay late on Friday. It'll build some character. <laughs> Maybe you can bring that back to the table next time. <laughs> I'm going to need those character sheets on my desk by Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to deduct some gold from your account. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where's the pe- where's the petty cash gold that we can use between all our characters? Is this what Pathfinder Society is like? I don't. Oh. I can't make any. I don't know office culture enough to make more jokes. I've never worked in office. I, oh, I worked okay. in office we'll, very we'll briefly. Help. We'll help. Yeah. Holy crap! What if everyone's profession here was reflected in the Pathfinder world? Mine's not so exciting. You clean latrines. Okay. That's a pretty one-to-one ratio. Dude, you know how easy my job would be? So I like sterilize ORs in real life. So, like, back in the day, I'd just, like, slosh a bucket of water across the table and call it a day. Oh, man, that would be so nice. <laughs> well, honestly, if it all fits in the drain, it's pretty sanitary. <laughs> I work at an auction house, so nothing would change. We would be selling old crap, and sometimes it would be cursed, which is, again, same thing as I do every day. <laughs> well, here's the secret. It's all cursed. Yeah. And you have a twirly mustache and a tall top hat and you wear a red coat and you go, <laughs> sold to the highest bidder. Enjoy your magical stick. <laughs> oh, no, no. It'll definitely become an inside joke. Just keep trying. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. We sold a shrunken head once. The shrunken heads are creepy. I've seen a couple. But Christian, what does your job translate to? I work with computers and I think the direct translation of computers is magic. So I'm basically a wizard, is from what I understand, that works with municipal governments. A pretty high view of yourself there, but Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Library rat. <laughs> Java yeah. is basically the language of the arcane in the modern day. <laughs> <laughs> Christian would be assistant to the regional head scribe. <laughs> 
because the the memory requirement of of arcane magic is pretty big as well. True. Yeah. Yeah. Crickets. 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 <laughs> I was trying to think of like a ram pun or something. I just wasn't clever enough. Yeah. It's like, why, why did you turn that freaking library into a stable? Well, I needed more ram. <laughs> There you go. That's the killer. That's the killer. That's the one that kills it. All right. So, so he decided I'm a wizard. Easy. Well, Master of the arcade. That you were a wizard. Well, I think we can I know, all. I, I don't think anyone that. really Where put a good counter argument for that. So. I manipulate reality. How about this? If we set you back in time, you'd be useless. You'd be a useless monster. He literally reaches into the ether, and by the ether, I mean the ethernet. So. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Absolutely not. While I continue after hearing that atrocious, no, no, we need perpetrated to make it on awful. my network. This isn't we yours, Robert. I will not let you destroy this this world I've built. Well, Caleb, we would be a traveling trope of some kind. This would be reflected somehow. If you think that there's another world where I will willfully choose to <laughs> tether my fate with yours, you are mistaken. <laughs> you won't have a choice, Caleb. Yes, I do. I made sure my name was on all the paperwork. You just think you own half of this. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on this year's party episode. A little bit different this year. Uh, you know, maybe next year we can get drunk Andrew to have a return. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure I'll be drinking again next year. Next year, it's just going to happen. He's like, your life's turning around. You're like, oh, I haven't, I've been, I haven't touched alcohol for a year. It's time to but start I again. I guess I could do it for you, Caleb. It begins <laughs> yeah. his, his cycle into destruction. I'll turn in my 50-day yep. chip. Mm-hmm. And let's schedule that time that, you know, drunk Christian can make an appearance and fight Caleb physically through the internet. Boy, I really want to say, hey, next year, let's do it. But every time you've been drunk, I've suffered. It's not gone well That's for me every That's because you've prodded time. me. I, true? <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for attending. Uh, if they want to get more of you, is there any place they can get more of you? Johan, let me start with you. Well, I haven't uploaded a video in a year, but uh, Grethesy on YouTube and on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll think about editing my stuff and getting my D&D sessions up somewhere, but uh, it'll take time. Hasn't uploaded a video a year. His Discord's still bigger than mine. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Robert, do you make anything that anyone's going to care about? Uh, no, I'm a pleb, so I just kind of exist in places, primarily the Trailblazers Discord, and you should probably check it out if you haven't already. The truth is, the thing that you are creating is second edition with all the stuff you're running and all the feedback you're Yeah, doing. that's true. I've been doing a lot of uh, second edition stuff. I, I homebrew. My group really wants to like record and get something out at some point, but I'm just... Ugh. So, maybe in the future. I'll let you know. Andrew? Nope, I don't do anything anymore, man. I We've got our How our good stuff. does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels nice. Uh <laughs> But we have all our old stuff, thanks to you, hosted on the interwebs of Tales from the Lich. I was just fishing for compliments. I'm glad both Robert and Andrew <laughs> fed into that. The, actually, I made them sign something before they came on to yeah. make sure that this happened. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. And, of course, Happy Halloween! Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We'll have uh, an already an intro thing, so I don't have to intro you guys. Or maybe I just want to intro you because you're not important enough. It'll just be like, and here's Caleb with Caleb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we all agree that not talking the entire episode just Caleb? <laughs> don't you know? I would prefer that. You're not punishing me. <laughs> That's true. I'm gonna insert like a like a a, a buzzer sound. That I'm gonna pull from a, like a really noisy YouTube video of whose lines it anyway. 
Was that a question? No, that, <laughs> that's just a comment, I guess, for me. Okay, I have one question before we start this. Mm -hmm. uh, we already have, but go questions. ahead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Can I respond to his question and then comma answer, tell my question? So a response and then follow up. It's got to be a question, long as it's a question. It can't be two sentences, a statement, a question. It's got to be one question. It doesn't have to be related. That's the, that's the trick. It doesn't have to actually answer my question. Okay. It's just meant to throw you off. It does have to have some coherency in some way. Someone can't ask you a drink and then all of a sudden you ask them about their sword. Oh, wait! Can, no? <laughs> Let's get a, a Kushner Rob. All right, who's, who's kicking off? I will, I will. Has anyone seen the town guard? Which way do you think they went? Uh, no, not Christian and Rob. It was one of you to replace Andrew. Oh. Uh, well, she's been more clear. Same way the games work since we started, but that's great for you guys. We well, never declared two people before, Caleb. Is it three three people in the scene now? That's kind of the word or means something. <laughs> you know, I I heard I heard the words Christian and Rob, not Christian. Yeah, you heard a lot of Rob. things, Robert. <laughs> Johan and Christian. I got I got a couple. <gasps> you turned the webcam on, oh. Daphne. A great, well, this is the best thing ever. This is an entirely visual-based thing. I don't care. I'm gonna have to edit out where everyone just ooze over a puppy. Oh my goodness, she's so cute! Look at her! Oh, look at right by your hand, go get it. She's got the little iPad. Christian, my goodness. She's so cute. You're completely disabled whenever an animal's nearby. You just yeah. fall apart into giggles. As long as it's somebody else's, because, like, you get that short, you know, interaction with them. It's like, ah, oh, that ended cute, but you don't get the annoying, like, okay, it's been, like, three hours. Please stop bothering me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm just chop meat. Okay, I'm not important. Huh? Oh, Christian. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, guys. Hey, we're going to have a third advertisement for something <laughs> we're doing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Christian. What would you like to say? You could find us on iTunes and any other way to listen. <laughs> I would like you to exactly mimic the old the, the, one of the ads. <laughs> I still think you need to track down that cannibalism ad that someone wrote up. Oh. <laughs> My favorite part is the fingers. They're like little chicken wings. Well, it's got a running joke that. And by the way, I acknowledge that we're all. I'm I'm asking all of my guests here to tell uh, a story from their game because that always goes well when one of your friends goes into. Oh, you got to hear what happened in my game. You kind of have to smile and not. Oh yeah, that's. I'm very interested. And oh my gosh, I am going to go well. pet my dog before she goes berserk. You, like, well, you should. You should be always petting your dog. I don't know why you stop. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Daphne. Tell the dog to use push the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We found it. The best joke of the night. Uh.